1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into?
1: Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. All right, folks. As promised, we're talking more in depth of. Um, Potentially the game of the week in the Mountain West, I would say. It, this is a very sneaky, under-the-radar game, Troy versus Boise State. And to help us out is, I'll call him our new colleague, or we're, we, we sort of work together. Yeah. Also, yeah, Jeremy Harper here, at collegefootballnews.com. What the, I like your name as well, Sun Belt Heat. That's a strong name. Very strong.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it came about, well, because, it was almost like a joke because the it, it was, Sun Belt Heat was supposed to be about out-of-conference play. And the Sun Belt for and still does struggle out of conference, but um, I mean, I would excuse
1: me, to... excuse me, South Alabama's two and over San go state. I might, I everybody, might be people sorry, tell everybody me
0: anybody but South Alabama <laughs> and the Sun Belt struggles Mississippi out of State. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, if you're watching the watching any of the football games right now, uh, Georgia State is getting beat by Tennessee State at their in their new home stadium. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, so things aren't going very well for the Sun Belt. But I wanted to – I came up with Sun Belt Heat with this idea that to, to sort of pump up what what the Sun Belt could be out of conference. And I keep waiting for them to live up to that moniker, and they still haven't quite done it. But I'm hoping that – I don't know. Maybe a win against Boise State will, will, will jumpstart that process.
1: You would think. And maybe App State can get upset this weekend. So –
0: Uh, app state has a good chance you know arkansas state plays nebraska i think georgia southern's pulling out that old triple option again uh uh, triple option against uh auburn we'll see if that works out so uh, there's plenty of opportunity
1: yeah good well let's see what else memphis louis oh wait monroe oh memphis yeah there you go there's one as well because i don't know why people are super high in memphis but whatever
0: memphis is supposed to be pretty good in fact i i if if I recall, they're supposed to be winning the their, their division in the American, and they've had they've had a quarterback. I think his name is Riley Ferguson. He's really the real deal. Uh, I, I expect them to pick apart ULM. But the only thing good for ULM right now, I think they're playing in about half an hour, is that there's like I think they're expecting six inches of rain in Memphis, courtesy of yeah. Hurricane, or which is now um, I guess tropical depression. Uh, Harvey yeah. and ULM's used to that kind of rain <laughs> and Memphis no, isn't. So maybe that will give the conditions for ULM to pull out that victory.
1: We'll see what happens. So for let's get to the game. We're talking about Troy Boise state. Let sure. me first impression of this game. Well, two things on to say the 11 point line is bogus because that's way too many points. Uh-huh. And as of Wednesday, I, I haven't checked recently because whatever, I don't want to 10,000 tickets are still available for this game. On the Boise State side, which is mind-boggling because they always complain about, oh, we play at home team, we're going to beat everybody. Like we meant we mentioned previously to the show, but they're not beating everybody. It's a good opponent, and most importantly, it's not an eight thirty kickoff time. It's one forty-five local time in the afternoon, and it's they're ten thousand seats short, eight thousand seats short of this game, and they're going to miss a really good football game. So give us your give us to our, everybody who knows nothing about Troy give us your impression of this uh, team that what should be expected on the blue turf this weekend.
0: Well, I'll tell you a little bit about Troy. You know, Troy was the sheriff of the Sun Belt from 2006 to 2010. They won the conference every year or won a share of the conference every year, and they were really good. And then after 2010, they kind of fell away. You know, they they sort of rested on their laurels or they they were just hit by some sort of malaise. And they sort of disappeared, and other teams sort of rose to that occasion. Teams like Louisiana and Arkansas State, and they really left Troy behind. So they got rid of their head coach. They had a head coach there uh, that's a sort of a legend there at Troy. This guy named uh, Blakeney, and Blakeney had had done some great things there, but he had but he had sort of grown kind of old and tired. And they got rid of him a couple years ago and replaced him with this young guy, Neil Brown, who had all this energy. He was talking about rebuilding the wall, and he made some corny videos. You should look it up on YouTube. And, and everybody kind of smiled and said, all right, Neil Brown, he's, 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 he's sort of the new kid on the block. And he started the season, or he, started, he had his first year, he was 4-8. And, and then the next season, which was last year, he turned in a 10-3 and three season. And everything about Troy was different. They had this great quarterback in Brandon Silvers, or Brandon Silvers, who's always good but was always getting sacked. They went down from multiple sacks over the years to like 15 and 16 sacks over the year to seven sacks last year. They got this awesome offensive line that just cannot be penetrated. Uh, if, if Troy has a chance against Boise State, it's going to be because of that offensive line. Uh, Troy is just one of those teams that in the Sun Belt. Was dormant for many years, but it's really come on strong in the last two years, and now they're one of the elite teams in the Sun Belt. It'll be them, Appalachian State, and Arkansas State that challenges for the Sun Belt title this year.
1: So on that line, Boise has a guy like David Moa who's really good. How are they going to kind of maybe slow down him, or just are they just going to play their game, and are they going to put too much attention on him, or just not worry about him unless he starts beating them at some point?
0: Uh, you know what. <laughs> I, I I I think what they're going to try to do – I don't think they're going to try to contain – I think they're going to know that Boise State's going to score on them. Uh, Troy has a good defense. I think it was ranked uh, 25th in the nation uh, for total defense last year. Uh, it's one of the – it was probably the best defense in the Sun Belt last year. So they know how to stop running backs. They know how to stop uh, wide receivers and uh, good quarterbacks. Uh, they're a little bit of a bend, don't break. What I think what's going to happen, is going to be this kind of cool matchup between Silvers and Rippin. If you look at their stats, they're kind of the same guys. You know, they both throw for about 3,000 yards. They they both throw for a minimal amount of interceptions. They both threw for about 24 touchdowns last year. If you're going to watch that game, I, I don't think it's really a matter of watching running backs, uh, I know that um, uh, Troy, for instance, has a great running back in Jordan, uh, Jordan Chun, who ran for 1200 yards last year. But I think it's going to be more of a battle between Riffin and Silvers.
1: I I think so too, because people, I've been seeing a lot of articles pop up about Silvers and what he can do because people need to know what this offense and what he can do at the, uh, this level. And I expect like a ton of points because Boise's defense loses a lot of talent from last year, a lot of production. Like I mentioned, David Moe is there. They have t- like Tyler Horton in secondary is a pretty a pretty good talent. But their defense normal is like, oh, it'll be fine. But they lost so much, so many players from last year. One of their players uh went back to play professional baseball in the minor league system with the Cubs. So they've lost a lot of different players. I just – you would you assume track record means a lot when you play this well and defensively, and even though Boise's known for their offense. I just think this might be a challenge a stiffer challenge than they're expected going into week one. Not that Boise always – you know how they play. They'll play Oregon. They'll play Georgia. Troy's not quite there. But this is an offense that could rival anybody they play all year. Like if you look at – when Boise, they play Air Force. That's a unique offense. I'll put points up. Colorado State. They play Washington State. I think outside of Washington State, maybe CSU, Troy's offense isn't that much far behind. I think they can score a lot of points, even with key players on the Boise defense back. But there's so many players gone – I just wonder if it'll take an adjustment period to get going. Like what's Troy wanting to do offensively for for the season? Like what's their game plan, I should say?
0: Well, I think what they want to do is – well, they have this great one-two punch. You know, they've got Jordan Chun, who if Silvers – like Silvers had problems against Southern Miss last year. I think he threw for about uh, 120 yards against Southern Miss. And complete only 37 percent of his passes, but they still won the game because they had Jordan Chun running for 106 yards. But what they really want to do is get Silver's going and connecting with his two wide receivers. They've got uh, these two six foot one guys, uh, Emmanuel Thompson, and uh, oh gosh, who's the other one? Uh, Emmanuel Thompson and uh, uh, DeAndre Douglas. I'm sorry, uh, they're the two wide receivers on the team that are. They both, I think they came in third and fourth in yardage, uh, and, and they're probably the best tandem, uh, Sunbelt tandem uh, for wide receivers that you're going to see in the Sunbelt. So I, I, I think what they'd rather do is sort of set up the passing game with Chun and then let their... Troy has three big offensive linemen, three guys that were named Sunbelt offensive preseason, offensive uh, first and second teamers. What they really want is tr- is to set up that running game with Chun, and then at the end of the game have uh, have Silver's at, uh, just start picking apart that secondary behind that offensive line, where he never seems to get sacked. So if he can find some way to pressure Silver's, then that ruins the whole <laughs> that ruins the whole strategy for Neil Brown. But if the offensive line for Troy can hold, and Silver's can just sit back with his sixty-five percent passing or uh, percent passing percentage, and just start finding his two wide receivers. You'll see that all day long.
1: All right, let's flip, flip to the other side then for Boise's offense versus Troy defense. You mentioned they were pretty good defense last year. Boise yeah. has lost the starting running back again. This is their third straight starting running back who's gone to the NFL. If you go back to Doug Martin, Jai, and you now Jeremy McNichols. They're bringing in, everybody thought it'd be the redshirt sophomore, Alexander Madison. He's a little banged up, Not, but even before that, back up to uh, Ryan Wolpin. But that's one area people want to see. You'll hear Brett Rippon, chucking the ball, like we mentioned, quarterbacks. Running game's key yeah. because they've always had a good running back. And so I'm always skeptical. I was even skeptical last, last time when Jeremy McNichols came over because if you lose a guy, a running back to the NFL who's drafted, just come in and take over, it's Usually, not realistic right away to be that good or even better than your predecessor. So, we'll see how th- those two guys go at it. But who's going to stop like Cedric Wilson, who's one of the better wide receivers in the Mountain West, who has a ton? If you look at like Michael Gallup from Colorado State, Devonte Boyd at UNLV, saw John Ursua did. I know what you mass, but geez, 200 plus yards for catching the ball. What's Troy going to do like in the secondary? Because that's going to be a big topic. I know I'm going over a lot of different things, but. The main thing offensively is a uh, rip into Wilson. Do they have the secondary to slow down a passing attack? That should be pretty potent.
0: They do have a couple guys. they got a guy named Cameron Milton and a guy named Chris Witherspoon, a couple defensive backs that have done very well for Troy. Um, and they've done pretty they've done pretty good at containing passes in the Sun Belt. Uh, against a uh, stiffer, stiffer competition, they haven't done t- – they, of course, you know, they've – <laughs> they struggle a little bit, but you got to remember this is also a team that did very well against Clemson, uh, and 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 limited them to oh God, I forget how many points it was, but that 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 was it was the defense that really kept that team into the game. So yeah, I I I I I know what you're saying. You got you got Harson, who's sort of a, a quarterback whisperer, who's going to be able to to uh, I'm going to savage backfields in the Mountain West all day long and probably do a lot of damage against Troy on Saturday afternoon. But you got to look out for Cameron Milton and Chris Witherspoon, who are also preseason Sunbelt players or uh, preseason Sunbelt players of the uh, uh, All Conference guys. So I don't know how they're going to stop those guys. In fact, I don't know if anybody really stops Silver and on on Sunday. It might be. Those guys might get 400 yards apiece. So, in fact, the running backs might end up just sitting on the sideline.
1: <laughs> so, I, I think <laughs> we're both in agreement. It's going to be some sort of shootout in this game. Because I,
0: I think so. And I, I'd be disappointed if it wasn't. You know, if it was some sort of slogging 14 to 10 game at the end of the. I think that would be really disappointing. I, I really think it's going to be more of a forty five thirty eight type of matchup when it's all I, I think
1: it could be the over under set at sixty two and a half I think they'll blow past that I think they'll be at least no, five, I didn't... at least seventy I'm thinking at least seventy
0: and you know what's funny about these guys too it's you, you got Brian Harson on one side and you got Neil Brown on the other, and both these guys are young coaches coaches that I don't know if they're looking you know to the future or if they're or they're seeing you know bigger places uh later on in their careers but they have a lot of coaching left and if you look at these guys they're both just sort of uh sort of offensive minded young energetic talents that that probably would not do well for their careers for either one of them to lose this game you know brian harson doesn't want to lose this game to troy and Neil Brown, who was really close to winning that first Sunbelt title for Troy in, in I don't know, over a decade, he doesn't want to lose this game to Boise State. So, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a battle between Rippon and Silvers, but it's also a battle between two young coaches and Brown and Harson. And I'd really like to see which one of those guys out X's and O's the other. You
1: no, know, it's true, yeah. Because one thing with Boise State, like, yeah, Harsin mentioned a quarterback guru, this is their first, you know, couple of years that they've actually had the same offensive coordinator back to back years, because they lost, um, oh geez, who was it uh, to North Carolina State? They also lost defensive side Marcell Yates to Arizona a couple years ago. This is the first year in a while they've had that, so I'm wondering if that'll be a big deal for having back to back years. That it, that's always a difference You have continuity there, but I'm I'm projecting Boise to win, but I think it's going to be like you said. It might be like I forget what I said in our podcast the other day, but. I think I mentioned like 35-30, something extremely close. But it'll be like, I guess 70 points. I should go higher, 38-31 30, or something like that, closer
0: to 70 points. Yeah.
1: But it's going to be each team. I think if whoever gets a 40 is probably going to win this game.
0: Well, I think that's probably a good way to look at it. The first team, the 40, probably does win this game. And Either way, I, I don't think it's going to be a dull match. I think it really is going to be one of these back-and-forth things. Uh, that's very entertaining to watch, because this and which is something the Sun Belt needs. The Sun Belt needs to have an entertaining match. They don't need to have what's going on with Georgia State right now.
1: And if you look at what's going on right, like not right, excuse me, not right now, but that same time slot, I'm going through like who's playing at the moment. See if I can, if my website here works properly. Like it's a mid afternoon game. You got, I guess, only real competition to like a competitive game. Some people think NC State, South Carolina, might be okay maybe maybe not yeah. uh sure. michigan florida those are two ranked teams but that's about it yeah. like temple notre dame yeah. eh, whatever utep seven i mean taking on number seven oklahoma but i think because florida's offense is terrible and so they yeah. are they gonna score any points yeah. like yeah, yeah there's what 10 guys now suspended yeah and they're, they're <laughs> gonna play three quarterbacks and michigan just released their roster and they're uh and also they're a uh, very poor colored uniforms in my
0: opinion <laughs> I've heard about that, yeah. But
1: like, if you're to watch the game, folks, you want points. This is probably going to be the most exciting game because, like I said, OU's going to blow out UTEP. Michigan Florida is going to be ten to seven, and Notre Dame Temple. Who cares? You got Nevada, Nevada, yeah. Northwestern, maybe, but no. Unless you want to see Matt Mummy sling with his new offense going five wide, but no. Watch this game, folks. If this is your time slot, watch the game. Alabama Florida State's not too late at night, so come on, you got plenty of time.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. People keep talking about Florida State and Alabama. Who, big deal? You know, it, uh, this is sort of the Florida State Alabama game of of the group of five. It's it's the, one of the top teams in the Sun Belt versus one of the top teams in the uh, in the Mountain West. And in a way, I, I look at them as two sheriffs of the of the conferences. You know, Troy is is just one of those granddaddy programs of the Sun Belt. They were there from the beginning, uh, they had their glory days, now they're coming back with a brand new set of glory days. Maybe this is their golden age that they're reestablishing themselves as. And then you have, you know, Boise State, who's really just the kind of a granddaddy of the group of five, this sort of this program that everybody seems to want to aspire to and, 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 you know, copy off their marketing and glom off what they've been doing. So what you're really looking at is two just solid uh, uh, premier group of five teams uh, that could probably flip the script on any Power 5 team uh, when it's all said and done. So I don't know why why you'd watch any of those games that you mentioned before and bypass Boise State versus Troy. That's going to be a great game.
1: Yeah, put this on your main TV if you got your laptop or tablet. Put that on the side. Get ESPN goal line up. Just to kind of see what else is going on, but this game is, like I said, it's gonna be a sneaky good game. Like, like there's only so many times I can mention that. So, what's your pick? You gotta tell me who you taking. I'm... <laughs> we, 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 we bypassed that about five minutes ago, and I gave my prediction.
0: I know you gave me yours. I'm predicting. You know what? I'm predicting Troy. That's fine. And I'm predicting. I think Troy is gonna want this game a little bit more, and I, I, I feel like because I think it's a little bit more important for Troy. Uh, Troy is really, and for Neil Brown, I think Neil Brown has a lot of ambition. He's going to have his guys fired up. He, something about, you were talking about too, that Boise State has lost a lot of talent. Troy, on the other hand, has gained most of their talent. Uh, they've, or, or not gained it, they've, uh, returned uh, uh, it. Yes, yes, thanks <laughs> for the right words. They have all their talent coming back. They had one guy, Antonio Garcia, one of their offensive uh, linemen, their, uh, their left tackle he got drafted into the nfl they got a new guy coming up that seems to be just as good his name is uh kirk Riley or K- kirk kelly you should watch him he's 310 he's 6-4 he's just as good so what what troy has done they're, they're not rebuilding this year this is their year this is the year that they're going to either make it or break it i don't know if it's that way for boise state but I feel like Troy comes up with the game uh, uh, with the win, and I think it's going to be something like 45 38, Troy.
1: All right. That's, if it's the points, I'll be excited. So let me ask you this because both teams, like Boise State, they get the benefit of the doubt just because they've been Boise State. That's why they're getting the, mo- yeah. the most points in the polls and all that fun stuff, which out of the group of five out of the Mountain West, which I don't really think that's the case. They should be, but they're there, and they have a pretty good schedule. They got Washington State. They go on the road. They go to BYU. They host a terrible Virginia team. And then you got with Troy, they have, um, like I said, they got Boise State, they got LSU on the schedule. What's, yeah. what's their, like, what's the main goal? Because where do you, well, two, kind of two-parter here. What? Do you, what's, like, their season expectation? And where would you put them, like, among you said they're, like you said, the royalty group of five when they're playing Boise here, the sheriff's other conference, I should say. Do they have any chance? I know Sun Belt doesn't get respect it deserves because there is some bottom, more, obviously it's, well, not to be rude, but it's, not the best conference, top to bottom overall. Even among the group of five, there's some bad, oh, yeah. there's some bad teams. I don't want to be rude, but there there's a reason. Oh, even if they go thirteen to zero or whatever, they're not going to get a sniffy, Maybe, like even the New Year's six game. But Troy, I, I think there's they get more respect than them, and App State, and then some. Um, who who won, Was it Arkansas State who won the conference last year?
0: Yeah, it's Arkansas State. There are three elite yeah. teams in in the Sun Belt right now, and that's Troy and Appalachian State. And Arkansas State and then there's about three or four guys that might upturn the apple cart uh, game guys like uh South Alabama and Louisiana those are teams that could cause some trouble but for the most part it's those three teams that I mentioned you're talking about well what's the end game for Troy what does Troy want out of the season and for all <laughs> for every Sunbelt team there are two for every Sunbelt program there are two seasons there's the Sunbelt Conference season, and everybody wants to win the conference. And then there's the uh, out-of-conference se- uh, schedule. And the Sunbelt has been famously bad in the out-of-conference. Now I know uh, you've had some some dealings with South Alabama, who's taken it to South, uh, San Diego uh, State, and they took it to Mississippi State last year. But they were terrible in the in the in conference, so they're they're kind of confusing. Nobody under can understand South Alabama. But what Troy really wants, what everybody in the Sunbelt Conference says is we want that signature win. You know, and South Alabama got that signature win against San Diego State. They were ranked number 19 at the time, and then they also beat uh, Mississippi State. But what Troy would want to do, they want to beat Boise State, but they wouldn't really, I don't know if they'd see that as, oh, that's our signature win, that's our best win ever. They want to go to LSU and not get hurt. You know, they want to compete against LSU. Uh, LSU has problems, so they'll probably look at it as, oh, maybe this is a chance to to do something against those guys. But I think what steams Troy the most is that they really had a chance to spend some time in the top 25 last year and then win the Sunbelt Conference. And they had that chance all in one week. They were top 25, AP top 25, the week they played Arkansas State, and Arkansas State beat them. So they lost the Sun Belt Championship that night, and they lost their top 25 ranking. And that's why I feel like Neil Brown, having tasted that, having touched the sun, (laughs) having flown that close to to, to what his goals would probably be, which is to be top 25 and to win the Sun Belt Championship and have it all end in one night, He's probably not going to allow that to happen again. So if he really wants to break back into that top 25, he's going to have to beat Boise State. And that's all there is to it. You don't beat Boise State, it just isn't going to happen.
1: So here's what's a real good positive outlook for I'm pretty sure he looked over Troy's schedule. Um, So LSU, they play Syracuse, who's not any good at home. Then they get Troy. Then they get that big old, is, is Florida still their rival? They go to Florida the week after Troy. Just saying.
0: Who's that?
1: Who LSU? They played Florida on the road the week after
0: Troy. <gasps> yeah, you know there is a, well, all right. But <laughs> what's funny too is isn't is Boise State now playing uh, Washington State after this next game? week? They go on the road. Yep. Yeah, and then Boise State beat Washington State last they year. They did. Yes. Yeah. So aren't they kind? Of, wouldn't they be looking ahead? They shouldn't be
1: because Troy's. I think Troy's a really good football team. I'd hope not, but. <laughs>
0: Are they are they more scared of Washington State or Troy? Dude, Luke Falk, I'd be afraid of him
1: too throwing <laughs> throwing the ball that much. Is it, the difference isn't huge if you know these two teams, but what Mike Leach does and how they could throw the ball at him six uh, seventy five times, I I think most people would say they'd be afraid of Washington State's offense a little bit more than Troy's, but Washington State anybody, it's like playing. Yeah, New Mexico. Uh, who's New Mexico? Who cares? They run a unique run triple option offensive attack. Any team should be at least somewhat nervous playing them. That's all this for Washington State, but they're also really good at doing it too.
0: So, so what do you think, Mountain West? When they when they see Troy coming into town, do, are are they really like? Did they really not? I mean, this is the first time Boise State and Troy has met, right? I believe so. It's a complete unknown. Yeah, familiarity wise, but if you follow. Depends. Depends how closely you will follow
1: college football, of course. If you follow it fairly closely, people have heard of Troy. It's not like Troy's yes. uh, some no-name random team. They've also been pretty good. Who cares what conference they play in? They've been winning titles and they've winning double-digit games or seasons. Ten wins last year, and they've been even. They've been good, and so they should be. Familiarity should be there on some level. But the average fan, there's a reason. Like I said, there's ten thousand empty seats for this game already. People, oh, also Sunbelt Belt team. Who cares? But there's a million reasons. Even if it's not Troy. They should fill out the stadium home opener. Um, it's afternoon game, which geez, come on, that never happens with the contract you play on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So
1: i i think I think some fans might be looking past this, but once you actually know what they're talking about and follow more than just their team, they know this is going to be a good game.
0: Well, you know, the one thing that that maybe I don't know if the fans know, but this is not the first time Brian Harson has faced Troy
1: arkansas state buddy
0: that's right yeah yeah actually brian harson defeated um troy in 2013 41 to 34 i was there for that game uh um, brag. And, yeah and <laughs> i was <laughs> a little bit about that so i uh, yo brian harson kind of knows what's going on with troy now that granted that was when blakeney was the head coach there at at Troy and it was a kind of a different program sort of a program on the outs uh Neil Brown's Troy is a lot different than uh than Blake and East uh Troy was at that time so yeah I so it, w- it wouldn't be the first time Harson has seen these guys all right let,
1: let and, me ask you this really quick let's as we wrap this up you mentioned if they beat Boise it may not be that signature win and not to put you in the spot but I'm going to what's Troy's best win ever then
0: Oh God! You know, <laughs> back in the early, like the nineteen ninety nine. God, hang on a second. They they defeated somebody like a Mississippi State, and then they beat somebody else too. I don't. You you're putting. I, me on I, the I'm sorry.
1: There. I, I, I was gonna bring that bring that because like oh well they, because be, be, we 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 did not Boise State beating them for some schools could be like considered their best one ever even boise's not ranked but uh,
0: what is it 2000, uh, 2009
1: where they went nine and four that year
0: uh, uh no they had like they no, they had like this great win under their legendary coach blake and they, and they still talk about it and i can't re- god for the like of me I, I cannot remember was it the new orleans bowl perhaps they won a couple of those well, they did win a couple of those, but no, it was one of these out-of-conference games that they weren't supposed to win, and then they ended up winning it, and I feel horrible because I don't remember what no, it was. No, it's okay. I'm I just curious because I, I didn't know. I'll tweet that. Uh, I, I Yeah, but and when I say it wouldn't be a signature win, listen, beating Boise State would be a great win but but for Trojans. It would be a great win for the Sun Belt, but at the same time, it is a peer-to-peer conference win. And a lot, when we talk about peer conference, or when we talk about signature wins in the Sun Belt, because we play so many uh, Power Five uh, money games, those are the games that we want to win the most. Not only to take a bunch of money from somebody, but then to also listen to their fans beg and cry. So, like, beating San Diego State for uh, South Alabama was great, uh, even though they beat them the year before, too. But defeating Mississippi State might have been uh, for them a bigger win right. than being. I, I
1: think I found the two games it could be. Sports, right. sports Reference is a lovely website. Once I figured it out, so it's either I'm going to find the year, but they have beaten Missouri and also Mississippi State one time apiece.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they. Yeah, I was. I remember. I remembered the Mississippi State one. I don't remember Missouri, but that's a pretty good yeah, game. Mississippi too.
1: State was October thirteenth, two thousand one, twenty-one to nine. And then the other one, I got to hit the stupid survey quite, answers here. Hold on a moment. They beat. Oh you can do it? Uh, let's see. Um, 2004, September 9th, 04, when Missouri was in the Big Twelve, 24 to 14. So those are probably their two best wins ever. I'm
0: those are big signature wins, and that would be more than what was what it, 13, 12 years ago. So they're really looking for that big win. Big, so all right, you know what? I stand corrected. Boise State. <laughs> Boise State would be a signature win, and they would be happy to come out of, of Boise with that win. All
1: right, so we'll see what happens. It's a it's going to be a great matchup. Check it out on Saturday afternoon. It's on what ESPNU. Uh, let's see, uh, one forty five local time. That's two forty five central, twelve forty five Pacific. You figure out the rest, folks. But check out your stuff. So so check out Jeremy Harper's stuff. Go to um, it's Sun Belt Heat, but his stuff will show up on the front page. And if you haven't noticed yet, um, our stuff's there too as well. Um, there's, a, there's a new Recon's website. Have you noticed if you click on the Fearless Predictions, all the all the other team's websites and league websites appear now?
0: That is an amazing feature. So check. Everybody should log on so, right now and check that yes, out. Yes,
1: go to our website, mwcwire.com. Go to Sunbelt Heat. We got some Georgia folks. We got West Virginia. Pete Fewtech does, does – I don't know how he writes all, all the articles he does, but he writes a million articles a day.
0: I, I, I don't know how he gets that energy. Check, check, and it's every
1: team. So check out if you want anything. He has a preview up on Troy, I'm assuming, right now. Boise State, Mountain West games. Everything's up there. More Sunbelt stuff. So, yeah, just check it out. And also um, check yourself out on Twitter, or not yourself, but you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded weird. Go to A State Fan Rules to follow all the uh, Arkansas State. And uh, you don't call it the Fun Belt anymore. It's just Sunbelt Heat, right? That's the best way to refer to you as the Sunbelt Expert.
0: The sunbelt refers to itself as fun belt. I call it sunbelt heat. So you can do it. Sunbelt
1: heats better, I think.
0: I, th- I think so, too. It's pretty good. So, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> thanks for hopping on and good luck this weekend. And we'll see what happens, man.
0: I'll ping you on Twitter in case we, uh, Troy wins, okay?
1: Right back at you.
0: <laughs> Bye. <laughs>